0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Real Time Podcast. This podcast is for those who are looking to become inspired and level up in all aspects of life. The Real Time Podcast brings you content of real value through being open, honest, and upfront about how things are to provide real and constructive advice on how to start stepping up and becoming your higher self. Well, then, what are you waiting for? It's time to get real. pleasure of interviewing Sarah Hunter, a holistic healing mentor. She empowers women to feel confident, free, and worthy of being their luminous self. She intuitively combines hypnotherapy, breath work, and meditation to help women release fears, overcome limiting beliefs, and ultimately uncover confidence and deep self-worth. I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys today. So let's dive straight into it. I'm so excited to announce our special guest for today. Welcome, Sarah Hunter. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. You're definitely someone who I am eager to pick the brain of. Um, Everything that you do sounds so interesting and so aligned with the (laughs) things I'm pursuing in life and I'm sure the listeners are as well. So I'm so excited about this interview, but before we dive into the depth of it, I would love it if you could just give us a bit of an introduction into who Sarah Hunter is.
1: Sure. Um, So firstly, just thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, So I am Sarah. I'm a holistic healing mentor. So basically that entails a combination of hypnotherapy, meditation, breath work, and it's all just to create like a holistic approach to healing and transformation. So I love working with women who maybe feel a little bit lost. Maybe they're feeling a little bit stuck and they've tried other therapies, but it doesn't doesn't quite get to the root of their situation and I want to empower women to release the negative self-talk, to reclaim their confidence and to feel really worthy of living their most abundant life.
0: We are all about empowering people here so this is so Mm -hmm. exciting. Um, So you mentioned that you are a holistic health mentor. So how did you get into this? Like what moments kind of led you to discovering that this is what you wanted to pursue and that empowering and helping other people is what your purpose is?
1: So I guess the story starts quite a while ago. And in my 20s, I went to different talking therapies, Um, on and off and nothing quite resonated for me you know I would I would go for a few sessions and they were sort of I like to say they sort of prodded at the problem and they never really sort of got to the root cause and I, I think through that that journey that I then started to look into other modalities to see what could help me personally and that's sort of where I find hypnotherapy and meditation and both they both came at a very similar time in my life And I think because they helped me so much that I then wanted to be able to show other women that, look, I've been in exactly the same place as you. I felt really stuck. You know, these these other therapies, they didn't they didn't work for me either. I think there's a lot of good that can come from mainstream therapies. But I also think there's a time and a place, you know, where the holistic healing, you know, is such a great thing because it really gets to the root of what it is that you're thinking or what it is that you're feeling. And I think for me, that's the reason why you know, I do the hypnotherapy, I do the breath work because there's such a holistic all round approach to healing.
0: That's awesome. And, um, holistic, healthy living is something that I've definitely started getting into a lot more myself Mm. over the past year and a half. And I think it's becoming a bit of a trend now, like we're starting to see Mm. more. Discovering what this holistic sort of way of living is, and it's really awesome to see um, that you know in in the world around us. Um, but you did mention that you know you work with hip- hypnotherapy and breathwork. So can you just tell us a bit more about what hypnotherapy is? Because I'm not too familiar with this whole topic.
1: Yeah, of course. So I think a lot of people have this idea of hypnotherapy of of stage hypnotherapy you know when someone's up on stage maybe in a theater and they're moving something around and someone does something a little bit funny or a little bit silly on stage and there is a time and a place for stage hypnotherapy you know it's it's quite entertaining but hypnotherapy helps you get into the theta brain waves so it's a very relaxing very calming therapy and by getting into these theta brain waves I'm able to then um, speak to your subconscious, and your subconscious is where all your, your limiting beliefs, it's where your fears, it's where your phobias are all stored. So by, able, by being able to to speak directly with your subconscious, we're able to really get to the root of the problem and be able to understand you know, where it originated, why it originated. And I think by, by being able to do that, we're then able to obviously reframe and move forward in a really powerful way.
0: That's really interesting that you did mention subconscious, um, the subconscious mind as well, because mm. I think um, so often we are subconsciously feeding ourselves all these thoughts mm. and having these conversations within our own mind that we're not necessarily like aware. Of Mm. Like in those moments. So um, that's a really interesting concept that hypnotherapy allows you to go and dive deeper and discover these sorts of things. And obviously meditation is something that would come under um, Mm. your line of work as well. This is something that I am really, really bad at. I am really bad at <laughs> meditating. I'm not going to lie because my brain just ticks at a million miles an hour. I'm constantly yeah. thinking of stuff and I really struggle with meditation. So, can you tell me a bit mm. about how meditation came into your life, how you kind of started diving deeper into it? And if you have tips for people like me who really, really struggle <laughs> with just sitting down, being still, and focusing um, on nothing, <laughs> you know, I guess talk a bit about meditation for me.
1: Yeah of course and I I just want to say as well like I totally get that like I was in exactly the same place just like a, maybe a year and a half ago before I started meditating like I am someone who likes to overthink every situation so um so it wasn't something that I thought would resonate for me as much as it does but I think the thing with meditation is there are so many different types of meditation and I think that so many people have this idea that You know, it's that picture perfect moment. Someone's sat cross-legged, they're just really still and quiet and they don't have any thoughts and they're having these big life realizations. And yes, that is a type of meditation and that's wonderful. But there are so many other forms that you can do. You can go for mindful walking. So taking time in nature where you just you know feel really calm and relaxed and grounded or you could just you know put on a put on a tune that you really love to dance to and it's, it's all for me it's all about just getting out of your body and getting out of your mind so having that moment of of space between your thoughts where you're not constantly thinking about that email you want to send or or your to-do list it's just about finding space between your thoughts and not judging yourself either if you're not able to do that it really does you know, I, I say a lot that meditation is called a meditation practice because you know you're there to practice it. It's it's never about doing it right or doing it correctly. It's just something where, you know, you just take time for yourself and not judging yourself. And also, you know, there's so many health benefits that come with meditation that I think that people just seem to have this idea that it's it's about not having any thoughts, but it's just about maybe finding space in between your thoughts. And I think knowing as well, like the health benefits, as I said, you know, people go to the gym maybe because it also helps all different, you know, your, your, your lung capacity and all these sorts of things. But meditation, you know, it reduces pain, it lowers your, your blood pressure, it can help with anxious feelings. There's so many other benefits that I think that if you can just take time Even if, you know, I started with three minutes. I'm not someone that started with, you know, trying to sit down for for 20 minutes. Even just three minutes where you could just put on that music, go for a walk or sit down. And then, you know, maybe after a few weeks, do five minutes. And I think it's just, it's about not judging yourself as well in the moment.
0: I love how you really kind of broadened the way in which meditation can be interpreted so that it's not just Mm. the literal, you know, sitting, in that cross-legged position in silence Mm. like that meditation that everyone has in mind because um it's funny how you mentioned going for walks and just going and connecting into nature because i feel like for me that's my form of meditation um because whenever Mm. i'm feeling kind of like frazzled in the mind um or overwhelmed or anxious or anything like that Mm. i find going for a walk and just reconnecting with nature is kind of like my soothing meditation. So it's it's cool mm. that you do broaden that interpretation of <laughs> what meditation can be for each person there. I really really love mm. that. And then I wanted to jump back to the topic of limiting beliefs as well because you did mention mm. that just before when you were talking about the subconscious and the thoughts we're feeding ourselves and I really do um, you know believe that we are our biggest like hurdles that we can sometimes come across oh, it's overcoming absolutely. those yeah, like overcoming those um, negative self-talk we may have and, and all yeah. of that and those limiting beliefs that we form within our minds. So what's like your experience been with limiting beliefs and how have you kind of overcome that?
1: Mm, so it's so interesting. And I think the thing to, um, to talk about at the beginning as well that your limiting beliefs are stories that were created usually in your early childhood. So these are stories that came about in a very like emotional moment where it could have been a really happy moment or it could have been a really sad moment. And these these stories were formed to keep you safe. So whatever your limiting belief is, or I'm not enough or I'm not smart enough or people don't like me, they were all formed, you know, in early childhood. So I think first of all, being able to understand that it's just a story and it's not the truth and that you say we're you know we're probably the the biggest people like to to get over the hurdles in our own minds and it really is about knowing that that inner critic that horrible mean voice that's in your head isn't the truth and I think for me it's you know it's about showing up as my true authentic self you know, when you're someone that has a business that kind of revolves around you and your image, I think it's showing up in a way that you were authentic so that the the right clients and the right people can connect to you and connect to your story. You know, there's no need to be someone that you're not. We all have, you know, the the right beliefs, the right, um, the right people connect with you depending on your story. You don't need to be anyone else but yourself. And I think for me, that was um, and I think for a lot of people in business, it's a big hurdle to sort of overcome that you can just show up as yourself.
0: Definitely. And I, I love that whole concept of being your authentic self. And because mm. because that, that is our power at the end of the day, we are unique to ourselves. Mm. And we have to embrace that in order to, you know, really propel in our own journeys, I guess. Um, so I really, mm. really love that. And you did also mention the whole topic of inner critic. I've recently, mm-hmm. it's funny, I literally just recently heard, this concept the other day actually ah. popped up for me as well. There was the whole idea of um, the inner critic and the inner mm-hmm. champion and that mm-hmm. you want to make sure that the inner champion is like more dominant than the inner mm-hmm. critic because it's, your self-belief that is going to help you um, actually accomplish everything and actually Mm. overcome that inner critic. So that's really, really interesting that you brought that up today (laughs) as well there. Um, But yeah, I love that, you know, you have this desire to help people overcome their limiting beliefs and even develop deeper self-worth. So is mm. self-worth something that you could chat to us a bit about today? Because I think this is a topic that a lot of people probably um, need to hear a bit more of. And I did a similar um, topic on a previous podcast episode, actually, and it was talking about realizing your value and not allowing mm. other people to kind of bring down your value. So I think self-worth mm. could be a great topic to go into right now.
1: Yeah, I think that self-worth is one of those topics that i think we all struggle with to a degree and i think that so many people their worth is wrapped up in other things whether it be relationships or the job title that you have or how much money you're being paid as well and i think that so many people equate you know a a relationship to what i'm worthy of love now or a really well-paid job of oh well i i'm worthy now because people can see that I've got these skills and I think that so much of our worth is wrapped up in all these extrinsic things and I think it just comes back to that limiting belief that understanding that your worth isn't isn't related to all these you know the relationship or the job you know you can be worthy as exactly who you are you know showing up and it comes back to being your authentic self you're worthy of showing the world of just who you are you are unique as your own as your own person and I think it's so important that people are able to grow that and I and I think a lot of people struggle with that at the beginning and I guess it also comes back to that whole self-love self-acceptance and then I think it can then grow into the self-worth at the same time and I think it's really empowering when you can see someone you know go from someone that you know, is rejecting themselves at the end of the day. But actually they go and they move into self-acceptance and then they move into self-love and then they, they can actually see the true worth of who they are as a person.
0: Yeah, and I love the whole concept of detaching from the the titles and the Mm. like the the numbers and you know all of that and realizing that your wealth doesn't come from the number sorry your self-worth doesn't come from the number in your bank account or Mm. the fancy title that you have or the the nice car that you drive it comes from within and and it's so much more than just the material things and so Mm. for anyone who might be struggling with their self-worth right now what is the best advice you could give them to start to really overcome that little hurdle that they're facing and, um, become more recognized
1: with the worth that they actually hold within the, like, you know, what they actually are worth. Mm, I think it just comes back to that self-acceptance and that self-love. So, and I I love journal prompts. I do them a lot on, on with my clients anyway, but I think it's, it's maybe journaling. If you, if you, if that's something that you resonate of what parts of you can you accept? And I think it's really important to start with the self-acceptance. You know, a lot of people can't just jump straight into the self-love. And and maybe naming all the things, all the parts of you that you feel don't deserve it, but you can accept about yourself. And then maybe once you feel comfortable with that, then move to the love. And and what do you love about yourself? All the amazing things, because there's going to be amazing things about you. You know, is it your hair? Is it your laugh? Is it how kind you are to other people? And I think that once you can, you can see that and you can really embody that and feel that deep with inside, I think that's a really good place to then be able to see your worth. You know, you are a worthy person because you have all these amazing qualities and gifts about you, you know, and you can recognize that without the job title. And that's, you know, a great bonus, but you don't need that on top of all these other amazing things that are about you.
0: So you're so essentially, it's really important to kind of accept our flaws, I guess, and to yes. to become accepting within yourself. Of okay, maybe this isn't my strong point. Maybe this isn't mm-hmm. you know my best feature. But then become identified with the things that are you know the, the, those more. Oh, what's the word? It will just become more identified with the positive things about you that you can bring up and you can um, put more focus on, put more positive sort of reinforcements towards yourself. So it's like an acceptance and then a redefining almost of um,
1: these elements, would you say, if that makes any sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's, it's accepting that, you know, if it's, if you don't like something about yourself, if you have this negative connotation around, I don't know, should we say your laugh or your, your feet? <laughs> you know, it's, it's understanding that these stories were made at some point because someone probably said, oh, your laugh is really loud, or, oh, you sound a bit bit funny when you laugh, and understanding that actually these negative feelings that you have towards yourself were probably someone else's opinions at some point that you've then taken on board as your own opinions. And you don't need to, you don't need to take them on board. And I think like you say, accepting the, what you think of of flaws at the beginning, I think then once you come to accept them, then maybe you can come to love them as well. You know, they make you who you are. Yes. I love that. That is so beautiful. And I also
0: love how, um, you know, the concept of not letting others define your self-worth. So just because Mm. someone has something to criticize or negative to say, you shouldn't let that damage the image and worth that you hold for yourself. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's such a great little concept that you've shared with us. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine as a holistic health coach, you would have a very well-established sort of routine in your life, whether it be morning <laughs> or night, um, whatever it may be. Can you please tell me a bit about how your routine benefits you and what's involved with it because, um, everything, single thing that every single personal development book I've read, every single Mm. uh, successful person I've listened to, there's a common (laughs) theme and that is that they have a really well-established routine. So Mm. I'd love to hear about yours as a holistic health coach.
1: Yeah. So I think, so, so I do have a, a morning routine and I have an evening routine. So my morning routine includes stretching, includes meditation, um, some breathwork exercises and then I like to do a gratitude practice as well. So this is three things every day that I can be grateful for and the morning routine for me sort of establishes my mindset of how I want the day to go and it helps me, it helps set me up for the best possible day that I can have. So being able to do the meditation helps me to calm my mind, maybe think about the things I want to do and how I want to show up that day, depending on you know if I've got podcasts or if I've got clients to work with, you know, however the day's set up. And then the evening routine, I, I am someone that's got totally into herbal teas in the last year. I didn't used to like them, but now I'm a, <laughs> an enthusiast of, of herbal teas. So an hour before bed, I have my herbal tea. I probably do some journaling, maybe read a book, and it's always about um, turning off the, the screens as well. So whether it be the TV or my phone screen, obviously, you know, a lot of my work is on Instagram or just being online in general. So just being able to turn off those screens and having some me time. And I think the important thing about the the night routine as well is it it helps give cues to your brain and to your body that... You know you're going to be going to bed soon, so it's time to unwind. It's time to relax. It's time to decompress and integrate anything that's gone through on the day, and just let it go, so that you can then have the best possible night sleep.
0: Yes, and that's the thing as well. I think so many people like kind of disregard the importance of a nighttime routine. Like everyone's all mm. like, yes, let's get our morning routines down pat. We're gonna <laughs> smash this, smash that, do this, do that, mm. and then they forget that. You should also have a nighttime routine because that's what's going to help set you up for your morning mm. routine as well, which is, which is mm. um, a funny thing because you'd think that it's so straightforward yet so many of us don't even realize the importance of it. Mm. Um, but in saying so, so having this sort of structure in your day to day, do you find that it really helps improve your performance and your, your your energy and the sort of like high vibrations that you're giving off throughout the day?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's funny that you say that, because I think it really does help that the morning to the morning routine helps to, to give you the energy. And I think that some people, again, it's that, that thing of thinking that meditation is that quiet, calm practice, but actually it can give you the energy because, you know, you're in the right vibration, you, you've got the right mindset to go forward, you've been able to think about all the things that you need to set up for the day. And I think this goes back to me saying meditation, you know, it doesn't have to be just about not having any thoughts. You know, sometimes I use it in the morning to actually be able to really think about my routine, my, my, um, the things that I have to do that day. And I think the, the nighttime routine, it just, it also, let like you say, I think so many people, um, don't have one established, but actually by being able to unwind and relax, you are then, setting yourself up for the next day because you know if you go to bed and you've still got all the to-do lists on your mind and all these thoughts running through your head, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. And obviously I think it's so underrated and I, I love having a very long, a long sleep. I'm someone that goes to bed very early. Um, but you know what, it helps me get up early. It helps me have a really good, um, powerful day where I can help lots of people. So yeah, they are, they are super important.
0: I love that. And I love how it's all about being able to kind of like unpack your brain and, and cleanse yourself of the day that's passed so that you're ready as a new version of yourself to go into the next day and um, create good and positive energy um, with Mm -hmm. everyone that you cross. So the next thing I did want to ask you about is um, your program, because I am aware that you are leading your own group program um, Mm -hmm. through your holistic health coaching business. So I would love to hear more about this program and the purpose of it and what you aim for it to do.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be um, a five-week program. It's going to be an intimate group of women. And I really just want to help people release the negative self-talk, be able to face their limiting beliefs in a really supported, guided way. And, you know, we're going to be working through um, self-love, through worthiness, through confidence. And it's only, I'm also someone who doesn't like to, to say, you know, like, fake it till you make it because I don't believe that real confidence could be grown in that way. So, you know, we're going to be spending the time releasing the negative self-talk so that then you can grow the confidence, you can grow your self-worth and your your love. And then at the end of the the course, we're going to be, um, so all of it is just helping you make decisions, because for me, it was someone that I I was stuck with what decisions, I was overwhelmed with them. So the purpose of the course is to help people at the end, you know, manifest that abundance, be able to make the decisions with confidence and understand that they can listen to their intuition because the negative self-talk has gone and they can make decisions from intuition and not from scarcity.
0: Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned intuition. I love this topic. Um, I think for myself uh, personally, like in the past, Oh, I would have to be the past six, six to 12 months. I've really been honing in on my intuition a lot more and it's mm. um, what's led me to so many decisions within that short amount of time. And I think it's crazy how disconnected a lot of people are mm. from themselves and their intuition and, you know, that, that whole thing about decision-making sometimes really challenging for people because they're not in tune with themselves. They don't have that deeper level of connection with the person that they are and therefore they don't truly understand what they're looking for or seeking in life. Mm And um, that's why I love the purpose of your, program. I think that is such a great thing to be offering people, like a way to um, learn how to become more in tune with your intuition, finding your soul purpose. Like that is something that I think is, I am screaming that from like every single week on my Instagram. I'm just like, yes guys, like just, you have to find your soul purpose. I know it's hard to get there, but when you find it, you're just going to feel so good and enlightened. So it's, 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 it's incredible to me that you're able to help people do that. And um, I'd love to to chat more about intuition and purpose with you if that's all right like yes. hey, what's your experiences been with your intuition and um how that helped you find your purpose as well
1: yeah so I think that like you say so many people find it hard to tune in and I think it comes back to that that inner critic that we were talking about earlier you know this that's saying negative things to you so you can't you can't trust what it's saying and I think that's where people Find it difficult to listen because they don't know whether they can trust it or not so it's it's by overcoming those limiting beliefs and being able to separate your inner critic from your I say inner cheerleader but I think you said inner champion Uh, it's being able to separate those two voices and understanding the, the difference between them and I think that's why hypnotherapy is so powerful because by being able to to um, talk to your subconscious and it's not just me i then i sometimes i leave space for the clients just to be able to talk to themselves and i think that so many people don't have those conversations with themselves and don't you know it's it's being able to show them that they can really tune in and listen because the path has been cleared you know once the negative um the negative talk has gone it's so much easier to then be able to hear that voice and I think that's why people struggle but there's so much power as you said being able to listen to your intuition and I think it you know once you can develop that that trust within yourself that you can trust what you're listening to that's when you can start to develop the the intuition and be able to to really listen in and tune in
0: I love that concept of trust as well and and learning to trust yourself and and these thoughts that you're becoming connected with inside you. So uh, let's say, for example, someone has just dived deep into uh, intuition and they think they've found their Mm. purpose and all of that. So they've become aware of their desires, but then the Mm. next step is to start pursuing them. You know, Mm. I think for a lot of people, that step can be the most daunting. Because it's almost Mm. like taking a leap of faith into the unknown. Mm. Like you've discovered this desire that you want to go after, but then you've got to make that jump and Mm. make some sacrifices. You know, it might mean giving up certain things so that you can pursue those other things. What's your advice for people in those sorts of situations and how do they overcome that sort of fear of like, what if I make the wrong choice? What about this? Mm. What about that? You know?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I felt exactly the same way. I was so overwhelmed with the choices, I think, as well, that I think you then you then get stuck in the procrastination and overanalyzing all the different choices. And it's probably not something that they're going to want to hear, but you just need to take action no matter what the step is. And just understand that, you know, big leaps are great also really small steps are really good too. So what small step can you take every day or every week towards that goal? So is it doing a simple one day course? Is it having a coffee with someone who can chat to you about what it really is like to have that job as a career? And I think it's just taking those really small steps sometimes. And then, you know, sometimes you just need to take that big leap. You just need to understand that you know, nothing bad is going to happen. Yes, you might feel that you look, you know, that you're getting people's judgments. But at the end of the day, that also just comes back to those inner voices and understanding that other people don't define your worth. So, you know, just being able to take that leap and trusting yourself that, you know what, if it's not for you, you can always go back to what you were doing. And it's not, you know, I like to think that you don't fail until you stop learning, until you stop trying, until you stop doing the things, there is no such thing as failure.
0: That is so very true as well. And I think that, you know, we sometimes feel as though we have to be go, 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 go. Like you have to accomplish this now. You have to do this by then and all of that. And we forget that we've got this entire life ahead of ourselves where we mm-hmm. can take chances. We can try things and it's okay if you, fail or you realize that maybe that thing's not for you because there's something that you're going to gain from that there's something you're going to learn from that and you're going to grow from that experience because Mm. the quote that's really stuck with me is um it's one of tony robbins actually and it's life's not happening to us it's happening for us and when you can accept Mm. that and just release into that you're like okay well all of these things aren't happening to me there's deeper reason why they're occurring there's something for me to just stop and absorb from this moment right now and realize okay Mm. this is what I need to take away from this moment
1: yeah and I think as well that there's so much pressure on on finding your soul's purpose I think because so many people and it's great that there are so many people these days that are doing what they absolutely love and they're so passionate about and that's amazing but I remember being on the other side and thinking well why not me why can't why can't I be that person that has found it and I think it's understanding that, you know, I said taking that action because actually you're going to evolve. You know, just because you you find your soul's purpose at 25 doesn't mean that your soul's purpose at 35 isn't going to be completely different. You know, the jo- the the courses that I took to do what I'm doing now, well, I've taken another um, course since then, and my my purpose even within the last year has pivoted slightly and I think it's just understanding that you're always going to be learning you're always going to be evolving and to maybe just take that pressure off as well because our interests change as we grow so just because you know your friend has found their purpose now doesn't mean that that you won't and that it won't evolve so I think that's why I like the concept of just taking small steps because it's just taking the pressure off as well
0: Definitely. And, you know, life isn't meant to be one straight line either. It's not meant mm-hmm. to be, you know, you pick one career and you, you follow that on that narrow vision until you reach the end and then you die and then life's over. Like life isn't <laughs> just one one straight line from start to finish. It's, there's so many different ups and downs and bumps, and, uh, all reroutes along the way. So yeah, that's really awesome that you did bring that up. Now, um, there is one last question I would like to ask you today before we do jump off this call. And given that this is the real-time podcast, I'd love it if you could share one piece of just real advice that you you feel the listeners have to hear and you have
1: to just give
0: to them before you get off this call. Uh,
1: You know what? Be grateful. Be grateful for where you are. And, you know, accept where you are at the moment and be grateful where you are because you can be grateful and still want and desire and manifest more, but just be grateful for what you have in the moment as well.
0: Wow, I love that. Gratitude is so, so important. And when you start to make the time to be grateful for even the tiniest things in life. You just mm-hmm. notice such a massive shift in, in your energy yes. and, and your outlook on everything. So um, mm-hmm. speaking of gratitude, I am so grateful to have had you on <laughs> the podcast today. Honestly, this has been probably the one of the, like, I just feel so lightweight after talking to you. This has just been such ah. a positive and uplifting conversation. Mm. I am so glad that um, you made the time, you know, from the other side of the world to jump on this wall <laughs> and speak just words of pure light into all of our listeners so thank you so much Sarah for your time today I really really appreciate it
1: oh thank you so much Emily Jane I really appreciate your time and thank you everyone who's listened today
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into my real-time podcast. I have had so much fun making this and I hope this has been able to help you in some way. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to share it with someone who may be in need of hearing it. My goal with this channel is to bring you guys content of real value, so help me share this message and share this podcast by screenshotting it and tagging me on your stories. By doing so, you'll be doing your part in helping me build this platform and build a space where people can listen can grow and can overcome whatever obstacles are getting in the way of their success but that starts with you guys tag me at emilyjane.dm in your stories and hashtag RealTime, and I'll be sure to reshare you on my page thank you so much again guys for listening in today your support honestly means the world to me so until next time keep it real